<laughs> I, I've always wanted to do that, by the way. I did it on purpose. I've always wanted to do that thing. You know when the camera comes on for a newsreader and he's kind of like, it is not important with you for the next uh, hour or so. And um, we've a lot to get through tonight. Well, I did want to talk about the budget, but there's not much to really talk about, I suppose. Um, and, uh, oh, sorry, that's just playing back in my ear there for some reason. and I don't know why. Um, I did want to talk about the budget, but there's not much to talk about because what's going to happen in the budget next week, without going into too much detail, is they give a slight reduction in USC. They won't put the duty back on the, the petrol and diesel because it's come probably nearly over two litre again. They might give a rise to pensioners at 15 quid, has been suggested. But realistically, with the cost of living doubled probably over the last three years, you're not getting anything back at all. They're not helping you at all. What the government are essentially doing is gaslighting you. They're like a bad boyfriend or girlfriend who's been abusing you, but then eventually decides just before it's time to get married, because of course the election is coming next year, we'll gaslight you and I'll buy you a nice present, even though I've treated you like shit for the last five years. And that's exactly what your government are doing to you at the moment. But... You need, I needn't tell you that. You know that. You know that every single time an election comes, just before the election, they will always do a good budget. Well, what seems to be a good budget, but it's not a good budget. It'll sound like, and, I, and it surprises me that people don't actually see the transparency of that at all. It just shocks me that people go, oh, look, they're giving us a reduction in tax. Oh, they've expanded the tax bans by 1,000 euro. Oh, I have an extra 50 quid in my pocket at the end of the year. But then again, you seem to forget that you doubled your energy bills in the last year and a half, two years. You're paying more for goods on the shelves. And remember, of course, don't be fooled because the government will do the little crying. We've no money. We've no money. We've no money. Every time prices go up, be it even for a loaf, well, not a loaf of bread because there's no VAT in a loaf of bread, but for a packet of biscuits or a box of tea bags or whatever it is, which have probably all doubled in price over the last three years. Remember, the government are making more money on that. There's 23% VAT on most goods, apart from those that are essential. There's 23% VAT. When it comes to petrol and diesel, of course, because it's up to two litre, they're making 23% VAT, excise duty. Uh, reduced all the same, but it's still excise duty. Environmental taxes. They're also making money on green taxes as well. All of this money, they make extra money on. So what I'm saying to you is, don't be fooled by them. All right? Just don't be fooled. Okay. Now, what i got to do is i got to read out this email to you. My 22-year-old son uh, is in college and is studying medicine. And he's really uh, a good kid. But two months ago, he made the biggest mistake of his life, as far as I'm concerned. He was out in Copperface Jacks with his friends. And in a moment of weakness, he fell for this girl. When I say girl... She's a woman of 32 who's married and going through a divorce. She has three children and, li and lives in a council house in Crumlin. I met her last week and she seems like a nice enough type of person, but she has no future. She's unemployed for years and her kids are all under the age of 10. My son is besotted with her and she seems obsessed with him. I really believe she sees him as a future father for her children. And because he's a good future in medicine, he's also going to be a provider for her family. Although she seems okay, she's quite common and has a strong Dublin accent. I've tried to explain to my son that he now has a ready-made family. And this is not what I wanted for him. I imagined him dating and marrying another professional. But now he's destined to have three children who are not his, and a leech of a wife, and maybe even more children in the future of his own. I'm now terrified he'll get her pregnant. I spoke on the quiet to one of his friends and he told me that all of his friends have already said it to him. They've told him this is not going to work and that he should run for the hills, but he's not listening. I'll be honest, I've only met the woman twice and he said to me last week that he would love to invite her over with her kids. I'll be honest, this sounds like my worst nightmare unfolding and I have no intention of meeting her children or her again for that matter because I just don't agree with this. My husband thinks I should just play along and he'll get bored of her eventually, and hopefully. But it's eating me up that a good man will end up somebody else's ticket to a good life. And I'm sorry, but she's second-hand goods as far as I'm concerned. Please help me. How do I get him to dump her? Now, so how does he get her to dump her? Or how does she get him to dump her? Well, probably that's not the right answer. But here's the thing. For a young man to meet somebody with three children is a big deal, a really big deal. Because it is a ready-made family. It's a lot for somebody who would be reasonably immature to get involved with. But if he loves her, he loves her. 
Now, I did put it up on Facebook and I put it up on Twitter. And many people have said that she's being a snob, particularly when she mentioned she has a thick Dublin accent from Crumlin. But I want to know what you would do if this was your son or your daughter, for that matter. And they were hooking up with a man who had three kids, for example, who was divorced. How would you feel about it? Would you say run a mile? Or would you say, no, go with your heart, son. Go with your heart. Let me know what you think. The number is, as usual, 85 That's 85 Let us know what you think. Because remember, it is your show. Let me go to Morris. Morris, hi. How are you? Noel, how are you doing? Good afternoon from sunny Dublin. <laughs> you think you were in the Costa del Sol or something, the way you said that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it might be sunny where you are. It's looking very overcast where I am. Oh, it's beating down the sun on me here. I'm in the middle of the heart of Dublin and it's 16 degrees. A nice sunny day, bright day. Oh, Listen, yeah. what 22-year-old man wouldn't want a cougar on his arm? A cougar? Well, she's 32. She's hardly a cougar at 32, is well, she? She's 10 years older than him. I don't know. But let me say, she's well experienced. She's three kids under her belt, you know? Yeah. And if, he, if he's getting on with her, I just thought the mother's description of her was very uh, cutting down for Derogatory, maybe. About another woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very low opinion. I mean, it's, it's not her fault she's divorced. Together. Well, maybe I don't know if it is her fault she's divorced. No, but let me you just know. say, a 32 was nothing, like, you know? Um, mm. I was just listening to a song there uh, before I came on to you. And it says, the world is always changing. Nothing stays the same. But only love will stand the test of time. Well, that's very so there you go. romantic and poetic of you, Morris. Well, that was in the song that I listened to when <laughs> I was growing up. And you were the chiseler as well. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah. Yeah, listen, live and let live. Listen, if he's going through a phase and he wants to go with her, let, well, let him go. The more you try and prevent them, the more he's going to stick with her. I mean, to say, it's a life experience for him as well. Yeah, but Morris, if this was your son, right? I, obviously... I don't know yeah. if they're upper class or whatever they are, but he's doing medicine. So clearly he's spending, yeah. they're spending a few quid in his college fees, right? Uh, I don't know whether he's planning to be a doctor or whatever it is. But either way, yeah. so there's your son, 22. He's got a bright future ahead of him. He's in medicine, you know, and he's out and he meets this 32-year-old with three kids from Crumlin in a council house. She points that out, not me. You know, I mean, what advice, honestly, would you give? Would you be concerned? I think most parents I would be. I'd, I'd sit him down and say, listen, what are you doing? Are you happy enough in your career choice or do you want to jack it all in and become a dad? Mm. You know, what do you want to do? Are you, are you juggling both things? Are you able to take it? Is it stress for you? And um, no, me son, he'd probably turn around and say, well, I'm going to go with you, Tom. You go with the flow. Whatever you want to do in life, do it. Whatever suits you, suits you. If you're a man and you make a choice, you live with the consequences of it. You're not throwing anything away. All you're doing is getting a life experience. She's 10 years around the block more than him. Um, obviously, they click for some reason. There's something that they like about each other. Mm. So why would you not let them leave, live and let live? Yeah, but the mother yeah. has a point in relation to the ready-made family because here's the thing, right? It's not just the kids. Now, I don't know whether there's one father or two fathers or whatever it is for the kids. I'm assuming, let's just say it's one. There's yeah. complications involved. So there's another man in the relationship as well who is going to have access yeah. to those children and all that kind of carry on that goes with it. You know, it's quite complicated for a 22-year-old to get involved in something like that. Would you think that chap's mother is listening? Strong possibility. Right. Well, if you're listening, here's a life experience for you. It was a 97-year-old Italian man, and his wife was 94. They were moving house, the very last move, the two of them together. And he, he found the box and he opened it. And it was love letters from her lover over 50, 60 years ago, when he was away fighting in the war. She had an admirer in those days. They called him an admirer or a fancy man, as we call it. Yeah. And he, could, he couldn't live with the betrayal at 97. And he, he divorced her. At 97? He divorced her at 97. Right. Because she betrayed him while he was away fighting the war. 50 years, 50 years previous. She had taken on somebody else and she kept the love letters. So that, that's ultimate betrayal. Like, he had a good life. But did it mean something to him? And then he felt betrayed. He could have died while he was away fighting for her and fighting for freedom. Now, I, I don't know if you, if, you, if you found something after 50 years, unless you felt it was ongoing throughout the marriage, you know, yeah. I, I, I think that's probably taken over the top. And considering the age they were at, you'd be happy just to yeah. go, wouldn't you? But see, betrayal is betrayal no matter how long it is. Oh, now. no, I know. I understand the deception. I understand you know why he would be yeah. sad. I would understand why he would be angry. You know, there was obviously a phase that she went through in her life where, but they were 97 and 94 you know, well, respectively and, and, you know, it was 54 years ago, yeah. so. 
you know, you don't often hear the stories like that. So I hope if his mother is listening, take something from that life example. Mm. That, you know, everything is not always rosy on the other side. But if there's something good... Yeah, but she want, life, Yeah, but she's thinking, my son's in medicine, he's doing well, yeah. he's, the, you know, the apple of my eye. And you know what mothers are like about their sons? She, she has yeah. dreams for him. You know, she wants him to meet yeah. another professional, maybe a nurse or a doctor or an accountant or somebody professional, and they can have a good life together, you know, have their own family in time whenever they felt like it. Not be just landed with three kids in a council house in Crumlin. That's not what she wanted for him. And, and I can understand her disappointment then, you know what I mean? I'm not having a go people who live in council houses yeah. in Crumlin, by the way. I'm just saying, she wanted something better for him. But listen, love works in mysterious ways. And I mean to say, if they, if they click, there's obviously something good about them. But I'll tell you one thing. If the mother gets at the wrong end of the stick and she drives a wedge between them, he'll jack up the hospital career and go and get a job and he'll ignore his mother. And he'll go and live with her and, le and leave off where he started in the first place. But if she leaves him alone and lets him get on with his studies, the could fizzle out. Mm. Let nature take its course. But, but don't the, that's what the husband is saying. The husband is saying just ignore yeah. it and, and he'll get bored. Oh, yeah, exactly. She might even get bored of him and say, oh, you're too bleeding childish for me. I'm going to get a real See, man. a 22-year-old bloke with testosterone milling around his body and he's with a girl who has three kids already. So clearly, you know, obviously sex is not an issue. So what I'm saying is he's probably excited by the whole thing, isn't he? Yeah, well, look, listen, we all turn into, you, you don't want to be an old bachelor sewing while out and praying for a crop failure, do you? No, no, I understand. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> but stay there for a second, Morris. Yeah. You, you always have some great sayings. John, hi, how are you? Afternoon, how are you, sir? Afternoon, John. John, I mean, look, this kind of thing arises every now and again, you know, where you have somebody meets somebody with a ready-made family. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, single mums out of circumstance are destined to be on the shelf for the rest of their life. But this mm -hmm. mother says, not for my son. Is she right or has she been a snob? First of all, before I get to that, I agree 100% that honesty and like, uh, as a guest, the 19 year old betrayal is betrayal is betrayal. Oh, wait, would, if you were 97, but, would you would you dump her if you found out? I, oh, 100%. Yeah, I know, yeah, that's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, betrayal is betrayal. It doesn't matter whether it is, you're 97 or 27. Wow. That doesn't come in. Yeah, that, I, I that don't. doesn't come into it. I don't, but I'm not 97 and it hasn't happened to me, so I don't know how I'd feel about it. But... Yeah, I can imagine you feel you would feel very betrayed about the lie that was told, the secret that was kept for fifty something years. Well, especially like the way Morris outlined it there, like he described as a way of fighting the fucking wall. He would have been killed at any stage, and here was your one having it off. Like you know what I mean? Well, now let's like, not exaggerate. When you say having it off, he had now. Morris used the word admirer. <laughs> now I don't know how that how far that stretches. You yeah, know what I mean? That's probably a sanitized version of, of you know what. I, well, I, yeah, I don't think they were sex texting and sending dick pics to each other. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, well, I don't think. I, mean, like, <laughs> I don't think that was the case. They, 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 well, obviously, look, he, he, there must have been a, he must have been a lover, like, and there was was sex involved, and mm. that seriously pissed off the ninety-seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, but there was something. You and know I what? Just on that note, by the way, because nowadays people just sex text each other, right? But there was something mm. very romantic and wonderful and beautiful about World War Two and in and around that time where men and women would have been writing letters to each other. I, yeah. I just think there's something lovely about that. People don't do that yeah, enough they, anymore. Yeah, they don't. It's a, it's a lot more personal because, like, I mean, the letter was handwritten. Yeah. It was taught. went into it. Now it's like, it's like nearly like A or, you know, nearly it's doing it for you. You, you yeah. automatically just text in numbers and there's no soul in the damn thing. You yeah. Know? yeah, you're right. No, you are right. Yeah, Morris has loads of soul. He's a lovely romantic man, God bless him. His wife is very lucky to have him. She's very lucky to have him. Um, so getting back to this this particular dilemma, so what should she do with the son? Well, this is a carbon copy of uh, Cross the Water of one of my relations, right, where there was three kids involved again and a girl and the, the whole besotted thing took over and the guy was single, like I mean, and... Um, he just announced that he was moving into the to the his mother, which is and of course all hell broke loose. The mother said, No way, you'll turn your life down the drain. This woman like him in is separated. She's got three ready made kids and of course the top of all then she told him then the girl that had the kids that that was it and she was having no more kids, which of course freaked out his mother more than because she said, I'm going to have no grandchild now because she doesn't want any more kids. So that's no kids for you, no grandchild for me. 
And of course, that drove the wage even deeper, got so deeper then. And he was actually helping his mother to pay the mortgage. They had got all the second mortgage in the house. He got the hump, moved completely in with her, left her friend for the mortgage and the whole lot, which she found very difficult. So she lost her son. She lost the help she had with the mortgage. And she nearly lost the flaming house. And but is he still with her, by the way? Is he still with your woman? I just still figure it, yeah. Oh, but the, right, whole, okay. the, whole thing, the, the whole thing about it is you have to be careful how you handle it because, look, I mean, at the end of the day, your son is your son, your daughter is your daughter. At the end of the day, whoever comes into their life, you have to be careful how you handle this because the one thing you don't, you can lose everything in life, but the, the one thing you don't want to lose is your family, is your son or your daughter. But would you be disappointed? John, I know you don't have any children, but if you did... And, you know, and as she describes, she kind of raised this young boy and he's an intelligent lad. He's doing medicine in college and she had this vision of yeah. him in the future. You know, this vision of him marrying another professional and them having their own family in a nice house. And that's not going to happen now. And she's disappointed. Yeah, it's obviously like, I mean, you know, you wouldn't be prepared for it. And it, it happens then, right? But I just wonder by some of the terminology that she actually used, like, you know, in the email she sent in the message, right? That if the girl had the heart take Dublin accent and she was from a certain part of Dublin and she was just a single girl with no kids, would we be having the same conversation? I think we would because I think, like, I mean, terminology, like, take Dublin accent, certain part of town, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I just don't like that side of it, you know? Yeah, she said she's quite common and has a strong Dublin accent. She also yeah, points so out she lives in a council house yeah. in Crumlin. Yeah. So therefore, if she was a single girl with a thick Dublin accent and living in a council house in Dublin, I think we would still have a problem. Okay, so she still wouldn't be happy. Yeah, the, th- the three so. kids are just a bonus problem. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 But I mean, John, I mean, I don't know, if, you know, throughout your life, I, I know you've probably had a few girlfriends, partners, whatever the word you want to use. I, I don't know whether they ever had any children or not. You know, and for a lot of yeah, people... They, 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 they could be different. Yeah, I was in a long-term relationship where there was a kid which I helped to bring up, like, and obviously... Yeah. Like, you know, but you see, what will happen here? No, we'll say, supposing it was, a, it was, we'll say, a daughter, you know, had gotten, as you often did, the term you often was John, like, I mean, you know, with the thick accent of the, the messer, and next thing he's uh, locked onto your daughter. A lot of fathers would be deeply upset over that. Yeah, I'm looking at it. There's, a, there's a WhatsApp message here that says, you wouldn't go into a sweet shop and buy a lollipop that has been licked. Why would you want a second-hand woman used goods? And that's a terrible thing to say. Like that means all oh, women so they're separated or all second-hand. You know, just well, all well, this to this texter obviously believes that, yeah. A lollipop that has been licked already. But you, Jesus Christ, I mean, we're all second hand. I mean, you're second hand, I'm second hand. We are the different people in our lives. And yeah, but when, you're, when you're older, like me, for example, and you've been through a divorce mm. and you meet somebody else, at our age, yeah. you expect that person to have children because most people do have children, right? And that's yeah, expected. Course, yeah. But when you're 22 yeah. and you're moving on and you're starting in life, you don't expect to start off life with children before you even get going. That's kind of, you know, there's an order well, well, in the way we do things, generally speaking. Well, obviously, no, according to her, that he's besotted with her, so that, like, I mean, she, the besotted part with her comes first, and then the fact that uh, you tag on that she has three children, but obviously, he's besotted with her, and then the, three, the three children are in, you have to add them on, right? But the whole thing about it is that she needs to sit him down and talk about it, point out that, like, when he's 32, she'd be 42, like, stuff like that. And look oh, well, the ten-year age gap doesn't bother me. That that's that's not the part that bothers anybody. I don't think the ten-year age. No, gap. but if she wants to handle it, handle it delicately, she can point out that she's always going to be ten years ahead of. Yeah, him. I know, but like I'm ten years older than my wife. Oh, I know, I am. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but yeah, but we're talking about a twenty-two-year-old starting out here. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay, well, well, hang on because I want to go to Norman. Just before I go to Norman, got to take a quick nine-second break. The Nile Boylan podcast. Get in touch, just WhatsApp or text Ireland on 085 100 2255. Did I say that too fast? Slow it down. <laughs> that was me trying to do the effect. <laughs> 085 100 2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. That's the number if you want to WhatsApp or text 085 2255. How would you feel if your son or daughter, particularly son in this particular case, uh, was hooked up with a twenty-two or a thirty-two-year-old uh, with three kids. Norman, hi. How are you? Hello, and uh, I grand yourself. Grand John is saying, if you drive a wedge, you'll only make it worse. 
Yeah, you have to be extremely, extremely, extremely careful uh, with this, that you don't uh, push him away, mm-hmm. uh, that you're there for him to, to give it. What I would do is if, if he had an older brother or uncle or something like that, or somebody he was very close to, you know, yeah. to have a chat with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to be very, very careful. You don't end up uh, driving a wedge and then he goes off and does something silly, you know. Yeah, I mean, she's already spoken to one of his best friends on the on the QT, yeah. and the best friend agreed with the mother and said, "Listen, we've all had a chat with him. He's not listening. He's besotted with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you know, as far as the mother's concerned, she sees him as a provider eventually because he's got a good career ahead of him, and she sure. sees him as yeah. a father for the three kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. He's he's too young. I've got a twenty-two-year-old. And I'm in a, a tightly, somewhat similar position. Okay. Um, and and uh, when I was young, so when I was young, when I was 18, 19, I left to Holland and got a job there. Uh, and I also ended up with an older woman. Did um, she have kids? So she didn't. No, lucky enough. Thank God we didn't have kids or she didn't have kids because the, the relationship didn't work out. But it was extremely difficult to, to extract yourself from a relationship. Uh, you know, divorcing is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a lot of friends in common, and 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 you know, is she being a snob? Do you think? Uh, she probably is, but I, I, it's okay to have standards, but isn't? But it's okay to want the best for your child and have standards. That's yeah. okay, isn't it? Yeah. People confuse the word snob yeah. with having standards. Yeah. I mean, people have yeah. often said I'm a bit of a snob by times, but I, I don't think we, I am. We, I just we, have standards. We all want the best for our kids. Yeah. But, you know, of course, if 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 you have a uh, you know, one of my kids meets a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, or, or a brain surgeon or something. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, uh, unfortunately, we, you do value that more than so, maybe it was like a, a wallpaper or a painter or something. Yeah, well, hang on, stay there. Why don't we bring Martin in on this as well? Martin, hi, how are you? Good afternoon, Niall, I'm well. <clears throat> good, after, good afternoon, um, Martin. Nice to talk to you in the afternoon. Um, yeah, it's seldom, but today yeah. I'm taking an early lunch because I got the call on it. And you'll have to bear with me now because I don't have much of the context because the area I'm in, I have no access to the internet. Oh, okay. So I couldn't get... I couldn't get okay, well, the, well, the gist of it is quite simple. He's studying medicine. He's 22 years of age. He's hooked up and met a girl three months ago in Copperface Jack. She's 32. She's got three kids. The mother has met her once and thinks she's common as muck and she lives in a council house in Crumlin and she thinks he's not good enough for her son. And she's disappointed. Yeah, I kind of got that from a bit of conversation I heard there. <clears throat> but, um, okay, so she may be looking for a good provider and a good father for her children. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a reasonable thing for anyone to do, whether it be a man or a woman. Yeah. Um, the question is, would she be a good wife? You know? Yeah. Um. Like, I'll be honest now, the older I get, the more confused I get with the world. Um, <laughs> like, I look, at, I look at parents now, and they have children, and they allow their children access to all kinds of things that I regard personally, I regard as dangerous. Uh, generally, and I'm not saying that's the case with these parents. I'm, I'm not going to judge either the young man, the young, the, the woman he's involved with, or the parents. I'm just making a general kind of, you know, my my yeah. assessment of what they around me. You know, parents, they, they allow their children access to the internet with uh, smartphones and all kinds of things. And they allow their children to go into, into areas of, of life and the world that I think are dangerous. And that's as their children. And then when they start getting that bit older, they seem to want to uh, cosset those children and say, no, you shouldn't do this. I'll make that decision for you. Personally, I think, you know, at 20, what, 22, is 22. that how old this young man? Yeah, 22. 22. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said this to you before, and I probably like yourself, you know, at, at 18, <laughs> I was walking all over Europe, making my own way around. Yeah, and I agree with you, but kids are different now. They're kind and of hanging on to the apron you, strings of the 23 now. Yeah, you, you you, were the same. I know you, you and like, I'm not claiming we're anything special, you know, but we, we came from, a, a, in my opinion, a different world. Um, mm. And it certainly was different. I, I often lament the passing of that world. 
I just think uh, the priority should be, is she going to be a good wife to him? The fact that she's looking for... Whether she is a good uh, wife or not a good wife, whether she's there every day and does the wifey things and supports him and his job and he'll support her... The mother's concern is she's unemployed. She hasn't worked in God knows how long. She's got three kids under 10. He's now got a ready-made family. And then if he decides to have kids of his own, he can just add to that. There's going to be another man involved in the relationship, clearly, because obviously these children have a father who will have access to the children. So that's even more complications. And she just doesn't want that for him. Yeah. Yeah, John, what are you saying? Yeah, look, let, let's take out the past. Like, I mean, he's going to be a doctor, a medical student. Yeah, the whole yeah. intelligent young man, future. yeah, by the sounds of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, two people now uh, have become involved together now, so let's pull away the professional thing and the whole medicine out of it now. Like, well, I think that's important, but it is important. No, but if, they, they, like, would they, they could still be, uh, like, if you're going to factor in the age gap, like, they could still have missed and he could be walking down the chip shop and he'd be, he could be calling himself Elvis. There's <laughs> <laughs> a guy down the chip shop called Elvis. <laughs> Do you remember that song? Yeah. 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 I personally wouldn't be happy with it. I really, I think the age gap is a problem. I know. I, I, here's lads. I don't believe the I, age gap is a problem, right? I um, do. I do. Definitely. Definitely. No, I, 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 I wouldn't, the age gap wouldn't bother me at all. It's, okay, I'm going to be straight up with you. Call me a snob if you want, but I think classes don't mix, generally speaking. And they're of two different classes. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the woman, but they're of two different classes. You know, I, I, Oh, yeah, yeah. Back, 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 Yeah, yeah, sorry, Martin, would you agree? I mean, if you've got somebody who's well-to-do from BlackRock, are they going to, is it going to work in a relationship with Mary from Fingalis? No. Do you no. know what I mean? Or no. Darren Dale? No, it's not. No, you see, it depends on the circumstances. Left to their own devices, it may very well work if they have, if they have true feeling and respect for each other. But if people on the outside are trying to influence things, then it's, that's where, that's where the real kind of malaise comes in. And that's where the, 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 the relationship can go sour because people are are basically involving themselves. I mean, and that, that, that happens not just between classes, that happens even with people within the same class, whether it be working class or whatever, you know, professional or, you know, people that are just millionaires. And if, if, if other people are are interfering, it's going to cause problems. Yeah, but, but most successful relationships are people from the same class, because people from the same class generally mix together anyway. But, you know, and you are right, it's the outside interference that would probably cause the problem because, you know, if the mother and father are invited to an event that the girl from Finglas or Darndale is having, if maybe her 21st or something or 31st or whatever it is, you know, they're not, they're not going to enjoy the company um, and the people that are there because they wouldn't be of the same class as them. And, and vice versa, by the way, the, you know, the working class people might like the snob. You know what I mean? No, that, that doesn't mean they're going to stay together just because you come from the same class. I, I just don't think classes with, mix. I don't. I don't. I had a guy on Tinder. No, he was a uh, going to private school uh, character, and he said that uh, one yeah. of them was like he, mm. he was go, he was going to settle down like with a professional, but he'd love to ride a common one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I see. Here's the thing: if this conversation was the other way around, and this was a daughter who is in college it's studying it's, yeah, to be a barrister. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. had met a young fella from Crumlin uh, in a council house who had three kids and was separated from his wife. And he was, I'm telling you now, we'd have a different attitude. Because, yeah, women, <laughs> because still, according to the research, women are looking for a provider, according to the research. So women are, when they meet a guy, they want to know what he does for a living. Can he provide for them, right? Now, that's not always the case. Most women, a lot of women have their own careers, but it's still the research shows that women care about things like that. Whereas the same piece of research, and I only looked at it about on the radio going back about six months ago, the same piece of research said that men are not as interested in what a woman does for a living. In other words, a guy is quite happy if he hooks up with a girl on a date and finds out she's unemployed. He doesn't really mind too much or she works, you know, in a retail sector or something like that on a job that would be a minimum wage. So he, he doesn't really care as much. So in this situation, the mother is looking at it from that point of view that he's got a good job, a good future, a good career. And this one, as far as she's concerned, and, and I'm going to read the line, she says, where is it about a leech? She calls her a leech. 
Yeah, uh, let me see. I, I'll be honest, this sounds like my worst nightmare unfolding. I have no intention of meeting her children or her again, for that matter. My husband... Where's just a bit about the leech? Well, she calls her a leech somewhere in the anyway. Anyway, yeah, she says she's a Miles. leech. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Martin. Miles, sorry, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to presume anything because, as I said, I don't know any of the individuals involved, so I'm not going to cast aspersions on the character. But does the mother say that she wore no. uh, when she was married? Well, I mean, if she did, fair play to her, more power to her, if that's what she wanted to do. But if she didn't, um, I don't really, you know, people living in glass houses, you know, the old, the old adage. Uh, like, I, I just think, you know, give them a chance. If it's going to work, it'll work. If it's not, it won't. But certainly interfering. I mean, the guy is 22. You know, I can only think back to when I was, in my in my late teens and when I was in my early twenties, I regarded myself as a grown man making my own decisions. And if I went against my parents' wishes, as I say, once I was over eighteen, I was a grown man. I I, I think I think this mother is setting herself up for a, a fall. for a hard time in the future with her son. Mm. You know, I think she needs to give that some consideration. Did you mention anything about how how? this young man's father feels. Yeah, she said, my husband thinks I should play along and he will get bored and hopefully uh, move away, but it's eating me up inside. Oh yeah, the, the bit about the lead, she says, uh, here you go. She says, I imagined him dating and marrying another professional, but he's now destined to have three children who are not his, a leech of a wife, and maybe two or maybe more children of his own in the future. I'm terrified he'll get her pregnant. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, if he's, if he's, if he's going to be a doctor, which I, I think that's what you said he, he's majoring in. Yeah. If he's going to be a doctor, he needs to be somebody that can make rational, reasonable, adult-informed decisions. Well, hold on a second. Let me go to Sarah as well. Sarah, hi. How are you? I'm Grand Noel. How are you? Good. Are you having paniffinies today? <laughs> I'd be having the paniffinies if Sarah were too talking about Oh, I tell you, Sarah, we got a great laugh out of you yesterday. <laughs> After the show, we were playing that bit back over and over again where you said, I have a paniphony. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, well, okay, what would you do if this was your daughter? I know you don't have kids, but if it was your daughter or your son, would you be happy? What do you mean, would I be happy? Well, would you be happy? They've just hooked up with someone 10 years older with three kids. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Would you not? No. Okay. Living that life. And like, what pisses me off, like, it's you turning around and saying, like, different classes don't mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's very unfair. But like, they, no, I but no, I know, I, I, by the way, I'm, no, no, I consider no, 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 myself no, no, middle no. class. I'm just middle class. I'm... I don't care when you, I don't care now what you consider yourself as. Mm. Like, I know, like, we can't shut you up, so you come from every class, right? <laughs> but what, I, what, what I'm trying to explain here, right? Yeah. Like, I came up, I grew up in Ballymun, right? Yep. I grew up with nothing. My yep. family grew up with nothing. I have a brother that's a consultant. That is a professor. You know what I mean? So don't say this thing about class doesn't mix. But, okay, like, can I say something? He, right, with respect, with respect. The chances, age. hang on, hang on. Just with respect, okay? And I'm delighted yeah. for your brother, by the way, because he went oh, against yeah. the odds, so to speak. The chances... Okay, I'm, well, let me explain it, okay? Okay. Unfortunately, right, you can have equality in this world and opportunity, a quality of opportunity, and your brother took that opportunity and made a career of it and made a success of it. But you can never guarantee um, the equality of outcome. And unfortunately, when you are from a working class background, it is a lot more difficult to make something of those opportunities. So you are less likely to succeed. Now, people do succeed, but you are less likely. So what I'm, all I'm saying to you is, well done to your brother, it would be less likely that somebody who's a professor will come from Darndale than come from Black Rock. Do you understand the point I'm trying to make? It's just less likely. I, do, I think that, see, that's the attitude people have in life, and that needs to change. But, that, but, they, but that's not an attitude. That's, that's not an attitude. That's the statistic. No, it's not the listen. Right, we're going to go down that road. This is not about that. This is no, I know it's not, but it's but it's linked to it, isn't it? Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but what annoys me about her attitude, right? She's not even considering her son's feelings at all. Like, if she understands the whole ethos in her own studying, and especially the profession that, like, he has gone into, I think that she should have the mentality to know that it's not going to really happen. It's like, if he's really serious about his career. Mm. Because, like, we don't know how many years he's into a studying of medicine. 22, so I assume well, three years. Well, well, there you go. He still steals the language. He's still shouting yellow in that area, like. Oh, yeah, he's a few you know years left I mean? that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and at that age, no. like, I, I remember Hi, my brother. Yeah. I was actually living in Truncondra at the time. And I remember him standing at the bus stop, like, and I looked at him and I says, where in the name of God were you? And he had a big cheeky grin on his face. And he was studying medicine. I says, what in the name of God are you up to? Like, and I'd say he was out having a good time. You know what I mean? But, she, but, I, but I understand her concern. She just wants the best for her son. Yeah, but if she wants the best for, his, for her son, why doesn't she just leave him alone and let him make his own mistake? Yeah, sorry, Martin. What are you trying to say there? Martin? Oh, I've lost Martin. Um, oh. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to get everybody back there again. Um, yeah, I, no, I do understand why people would think that way. And sorry, Sarah, I'll get you back again. I, I'll talk to you more about it. But I want to read out some of your messages, by the way, just before I go into this little break here. Louise says, uh, if it were my son, I would embrace this new woman because I know uh, that the more she pushes him uh, not to see her, the more he'll run into her arms. If it turns out to be real love, at least she will not be seen to be the bad mother. And if it doesn't, well, then it's a win. But yes, I would encourage contraception. Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. Debbie says, wow, that's pure snobbery. If the woman loves him and makes him happy, that's all that matters. And maybe when her kids have grown up, she might want to have a career of her own. Uh, somebody says, no, nah, there's absolutely no way I would be happy with this. If this was my son or daughter, I would make sure they ran a mile. You don't want them with a ready-made family. And see, Jane, that's that's what people are worried about, a ready-made family, you know what I mean? Sorry, Sarah. I just think that's terrible, like, a ready-made family. Mm. Like, you think of it, right? You said she was 30. Well, she's raiding her children. She's yeah. not working. Mm. It doesn't mean that, like, she's never, ever going to work. What did you say? The youngest was 10 in the email? No, they, they were all under 10, so she's not going to work for a while, I imagine. You know, she's... Doesn't make any odds, he's going to be studying, you know. And if it does come to the thing that they are really in love, so what? Sorry, Martin, I, I you got cut off just when you were about to say something there, but go ahead. Yeah, sorry, no, I, I don't know how saying... much you got. Go ahead, Martin. Yeah, sorry, I don't know how much you got from what I was saying. Or what, what I was saying was it depends on how you define um achievement and success because you know, I, I everyone has a different opinion and view of what achievement and success is. For some people, achievement and success and happiness is attained by doing what other people would regard as simple non-achievements. You know, for my father, for example, I don't know if you heard this when I said it earlier on, my father was a high achiever insofar as he was a very intelligent man. He didn't get the same opportunities that other people got and that people get now when he was younger. But he achieved quite a high amount. Like most men of his generation, he reared a good family. He reared six children with my mother. He was a, a good husband, a good father. He passed those those um, mm. qualities on to his children. That's a high achievement. You know, you can't you can't measure it. You can't measure achievement. I know. With, I mean, some people would me measure success with money, and and success is not always about money. And I do understand yeah. that as well. Yeah. But but I know no the point I was making to Sarah wasn't I wasn't having a go by the way or trying to be classist about no, it. I know that. No, I'm I'm just saying that when you everybody hopefully will have the same opportunities in life. I mean uh, that's why we have free education, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Parity of opportunity doesn't mean parity of outcome. Absolutely, and unfortunately, when you live in a situation where you're maybe in a working class family or living in a an area that doesn't have you know I suppose the the, the same opportunities to some degree, it's a harder fight to be successful. It just is, and that's just the way it is. Whereas if your family come from Docky and Black Rock and there's private colleges available and daddy has money rolling out of his wallet, well, then it's easier. It makes it easier. 
You know, those outcomes are easier. Uh, but we'll actually just stay there because I want to go to James as well. Actually, just before I go to James, I've got to go to a quick break anyway. Hold on there for a second. The Niall Boylan Podcast. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text Ireland on 085 100 2255. Did I say that too fast? Slow it down. That was me trying to do the effect. <laughs> 085 100 2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. James, hi, how are you? Afternoon, T. Nile. James, it's a tough call for a parent all the time throughout life because they want to hold on to their kids and keep them their kids forever. There's a point where you have to let them go and make their own bad decisions, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, Niall, what, what, like, as I said to your researcher earlier, Niall, the guy's just living his male fantasy at the moment. This is all this is. He has a, an older woman on the go. You know, I can guarantee it. In the next couple of months or a year, this will just phase its way out. You know what I mean? He'll, just, he'll, move, he'll move on. Like, they, they have nothing in common. And as you have said, Nile, and people don't want to admit it, but people from different classes generally don't mix well. No. You know what I mean? Like, if you, as you said, if you get someone from Darndale and they meet someone from Black Rock, you might have a little bit of initial spark. But I guarantee within a couple of months, they will look at this. And, you know, as you said, women generally are looking for providers. You get a woman from Black Rock, she meets a guy from Darndale who is either not working or is in retail and no disrespect to people in retail. But, you know, she's looking for somebody that can provide for her, whether she wants to be a stay-at-home mother when they have kids or just want to live a good life with a nice house and nice holidays and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I do get where the mother is going on this now because, but I do think that it will fizzle its way out. You know, it, it, I just think that he's just living his milk. Fancy, if you want to call it's it that. Milf Someone fancy. else said cougar, <laughs> but I don't. I just don't think. I think cougar is a little older. My, my yeah. I, and people have an issue here, but there's, there's a few people have an issue with the age gap, right? I don't necessarily have an issue with the age gap. He's twenty two, she's thirty two. Like, if she was, for example, and I'm assuming the mother would think the same, if she was like an architect or an accountant and had no children and was single at thirty two, I don't think the mother would have the same problem. Probably not, Niall. And, and maybe she is being a snob. And look, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? She, she's obviously looking saying, right, my son is going, is going to be a doctor. He's going to be very, very successful when he gets older. And then does see this woman who, you know, and again, no disrespect to people who live in Crumlin. She lives in a council house in Crumlin. She's kind of like, nah, this is not, not what I raised him to be. But I, I would agree with the father. The father is kind of saying, and maybe looking at her, we're looking at her from a man's point of view. It's a case of, yeah, well done, son. You do that. But I can guarantee you, Niall, it will fizzle out. Like, when I was young and single, Niall, I dated older women. You know I mean? Mm. You were a good few years older. Like, I was 18 or 19. I was dating women who were in their late 20s. I think one or two of them would have having kids as well. Like, but it, it was just a phase that men, young men, go through. As you said earlier, we're full of testosterone. We're like, you know what I mean? Mm. We're literally, you know, and I, God, I don't mean to drug to women, but most guys at that age, Niall, if a woman has basically two tits, a hole, and a heartbeat, that's all blokes want, like, you know what I mean? Mm. And I apologise if that offends anybody, but that's the way young men's minds think, sex, 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 sex. And she's obviously given it to him on tap, but eventually, you know... On drafts is what they say, isn't it? On, yeah. <laughs> if, if they do settle, do settle into some sort of relationship, he'll eventually turn around and then he realises, right, I have to do this with these kids and that kid. And as you also said, if there's kids involved, or, or to use the, the new modern saying, God, it makes yourself sound old. If there's baby daddies involved, which is the new thing now, what he's saying instead of kids, fathers. If there's baby daddies involved, and there could be three of them, we wouldn't know. So there could be a, another complex issue going in there. And never mind one of them, there could be three different blokes involved with three different kids who might say, we don't like you, you know, raising our children and being anyway involved in our children. So it's just... It's yeah, there's, a, it, there's one complication after another, really, isn't it? It is, you know, Niall, it's, it's guaranteed to fail, but see, the simple fact... Okay, but well, 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 hang on, when you say it's guaranteed to fail, just just stay there for a second, because Lorraine, hi, how are you? I'm good, Niall, how are you? Now, you met your partner, and he had five kids. He did. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, by the way. You do. <laughs> because he's a caller <laughs> to the show. So he, all, yeah, so Jay, we're talking about Jay the trucker. So, we're talking about Jay, yeah. Yeah, so Jay already had a family, but now, how old was Jay when you met him? I was 23 and Jay was 35. Okay, well, that's more or less exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah, and we're still together 12 years later. Mm. Now, when you took on that, did you you say at any point to yourself, here we go, ready-made family? Not that I said ready-made family. I just knew he never hid the kids from me, so I knew they were there. They were never an issue. Mm. They were never... 
they were never no, Laura. they were never an issue. Yeah. And so to me there was What did your parents fear. think? What did your parents think? My mum didn't mind. My dad wasn't all too impressed. But when they seen kind of how happy we were and that I was actually genuinely happy, mm-hmm. they kind of accepted it. There was there's no point in saying no. I was the type of person who said no to me, I was doing the opposite. Yeah. But um no, we were genuinely happy. So my parents, like as I said, we're twelve years together, we've three of our own kids now. Yeah. So so you have one big happy family. <laughs> we have one massive big happy family, but I don't see the issue. If he's happy, let him be. Like let him be. You see, but the difference was when you met Jay, he okay, although he had a family, he wouldn't have been looking after them all. I I don't know what his no, situation was. I, I will, I, no, I no, I will give you that. He yeah. And he also had a job. Um, yeah, and he was a hard-working man, and we know he's a hard-working man because we listen to him all the time telling us how hard-working yeah. he is. Right? <laughs> he never stops telling us how hard-working no. he is. Uh, but the thing of it is, this girl, according to the mother, is now she calls her a leech. She calls her a lot of names. She also says they're not the same. Now she's pointing out she's from Crumlin and a council house, and she's a she's she says she's common is the word she used with a strong Dublin accent, and she hasn't she could, worked she in could, years. She, could, she, she could be describing me. I was working in retail when I met Jay. I now I live in a council house. Yeah, but it was the other way around. Now, that's fine. Most men don't care when they. Most men when they meet a girl, generally speaking, right? You know, in and around the same age as themselves or whatever, they don't really care too much about her occupation. It's a kind of guy thing. Whereas got, women tend to care more about a man's occupation, right? That's just the research, right? But in this situation, the mother is looking at him that she's thinking she's just looking for a father for those kids and a provider. She she could be, but at the same time, she mightn't be. They could just genuinely be happy. Mm. Like, has she ever thought to think, all right, maybe she doesn't agree with it and she's not, yes, her son wants to be a doctor and how does she know this woman's going to, what, is she going to derail her his career? Is she going to, just because she's from a council house? Mm. Like, is she, is she going to not make him be a doctor? I'm sure she's supporting him 100% and behind what his career is. I don't like this whole, oh, they live in a council house, they're common, they're this or that. So what? Is the, so is the mother being a snob, do you think? To me, yeah, that's being snobby. Yeah. To me, that's being 100% snobby. Like, but you and Jay, you and Jay are, are the kind of same, like, it's like here's a cut from the same cloth, to be honest with you. You and Jay, oh, yeah. well, I mean, you, you're from the same, look, I'm middle class. You're middle class, I think, right? We're, yeah. we're, most of us are all yeah. middle class. We're kind of just middle of the ground. So we're not upper class, we're not lower class, right? No. But, but I don't believe, and, I, and James said the same thing, and, and to some degree, some of the other callers did too, classes don't sometimes just don't work when you have somebody say from Darndale meet somebody from Black Rock who's a doctor it generally is not going to work do you understand what I'm saying yeah I would I would be one of them people that probably look at that and that's this I would have been in that scenario and went oh look he's up his own arse and she's common it's never well I get the impression this mother is upper class I, I just get that impression Maybe I'm wrong. Because even the way she talks, that she wanted him to marry somebody who was a professional. And she said, now he's destined to have three children but who are not his and, and a leech of a wife. Everybody wants that for their kids, though. Everybody wants their kids to, well, grow up, be doctors, have the amazing profession and go on and live their happy life. But it doesn't always work out like that. I'm sure my mum and dad had the same vision for me. Mm. And then when I come home and said, look, I've met Jay, he's got five kids. I know they never said that to me. Well, I'm sure the two of them were like, I know Lorraine here. Yeah. Really? He's 12 years older and he's got five kids, an ex-wife and an ex-girl. Like, would you know? Yeah, I mean, James, look, listen to Lorraine there. She met somebody who nearly had half a football team. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and it worked out 12 years later. But now, in saying that, it's a slightly different scenario. James, or Jay is a very hard-working man. It's a different situation to some degree. But still, yeah. Lorraine had to take on a ready-made family. And uh, no, that's a massive differentiation. Like, don't get me wrong, Niall, I love listening to Jay. He sounds like a great guy. And Lorraine, I think you've actually done well there. Um, but, you. Uh, you know, it's a totally different scenario because as, as Lorraine has said herself, she's from a middle-class area, middle-class background. So is Jay, you know, boards of a feather and all that, Niall. You know, you know, you know it, it's just, it is a situation where, you know, like people keep referring back to the woman as a snob. And she obviously is, but Niall, that's okay. You know what I mean? She obviously... She's from a, an, an upper class area. Let's just say BlackRock, just for the sake of saying BlackRock. You know, she wants the best for her son. She sees this woman from Crumlin. Again, no disrespect to people from Crumlin. And she considers her lower class. Now, we don't know this woman from Crumlin. She could be wonderful, but the mother's obviously looking, saying all she's looking for is, you know, someone to provide for her children. 
you know what I mean? And I don't want this. So she's in a very, very awkward situation. And mm. like, you know, I now I'll be honest with you, Niall, I wouldn't want it for my children. I'd worry about it. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't want it for my children. So if this was your, if this was your son, what would you say to him? I tell him to be careful. I tell him I wasn't happy with the situation, but if if he's in it, he's in it. Uh, I would ask him to you say like Lorraine's dad. <laughs> covered down, you know. I would ma- ask him to make sure that he was covered down below, um, that you know he basically won't get her pregnant. Double bag, sure yeah. Double, yeah, double bag and take it out. But that's and, what she said. She said, "I'm worried sick. He's going to get her pregnant." She didn't say that. Yeah, I, but I do, I do think Niall that they are from two different backgrounds, and I think eventually what will happen is I think the reality of a relate the relationship will dawn on him. And eventually then when he sees, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going out the lads, I'm going to the rugby, do you want to come? Oh, I can't because I have someone to watch the kids. The reality that will dawn on him eventually, and eventually it'll just be a case of ghosting her. Listen, thanks very much for the last couple of months. It was great. And it'll, 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 it'll will phase out. You know, now, of course, if he gets her pregnant, then we're into a whole other, you know, kettle yeah, of fish. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. You know, and as I said, no disrespect to Lorraine and Jay, but it, it is like comparing apples and oranges because they're... they're Apples and apples. My, me and my wife are oranges and oranges, but this this particular situation, it's apples and oranges now. Mm, yeah, I mean, I do, I do get that point. Yeah, I mean, Lorraine, I, I know you've eight, so you've eight kids now, Lorraine, essentially. Yes. And and by the way, do they all? Do I and the, the other ones live with yous? They don't live with us, but we see. I have um, my stepdaughter comes down every weekend. She's thirteen, actually, on Friday, and then the older ones they do come down. Okay, they, so we deserve it. So that, that's a busy house, all, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, we have had them all together, and that that was great fun. Well, no, they all get on, and mm. they, as I said, I do. We do see them, like we do. Yeah. They do come down, and it's nice to have them now. I do like the fact I can say I have my own three. I love you all, but yeah, yeah. Go home to your own mother. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can borrow say, them for I, a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can borrow them and then give them back. But it is, as I said, like we all get on, and I get on with all these kids. And were you cautious when you met him and you found out? I mean, I don't, where did you meet him, by the way? Um, in Fibbers. In where? In Fibbers. Fibber McGee's? Yes. Oh, Jesus. I thought Jay had <laughs> some standards. Anyway, so so there he is wearing Fibbers, right? And, you know, he asked you to dance or whatever the hell happened. Or yeah. he asked you to want to drink. At what point did he tell you he had five kids? Um, He told me that the next day, I'll give you, the next day Dublin were playing. So he'd arranged to meet at a Dublin match and he told me the next day. So and what were your I feelings heard, when you heard five kids? Did you when go? I heard oh, five bollocks. kids! I kind of, I kind of <laughs> went, um, really? <laughs> five? You, you couldn't then, just say two, like you know? Yeah, you couldn't say. Yeah, you couldn't have. You might need to bag it up. <laughs> but um, no, it 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 did frighten me. I'm not going to lie. It did terrify the life out of me. But they weren't just throwing at me. It wasn't like they were. I was just getting into a relationship, and then they they were all throwing at me. Mm. I did get to meet them kind of all individually and like it wasn't for a year that I met um, his 13 year old and then it was um, a little bit like, like they weren't just it wasn't just a ready made family I was going into me and Jay got to know each other first and then I got introduced to the kids yeah see that's what I think James is pointing out too it's a slightly different story because if it was a case that Jay was living in a house with all five of those kids and you oh, had I to yeah. and you had to go into probably, that situation I probably would have ran yeah, that, well, 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 that's exactly what we're saying, Lorraine, isn't it? I no, I do. I get it. I do understand where he, she's coming from. The mother is coming from. I wouldn't. Not that I wouldn't want it for my own son, because I'm being a hypocrite if I say I wouldn't. If my son came home to me and said, "Mama, I'm after meeting a woman. She's ten years older than me. She has a kid." And I, she's I three kids. Three. Three. three kids. I agree with James. I would be very, very cautious. I understand. Like. But if I was to disagree with it and tell him to run the mile, I'd be a complete and utter hypocrite because I got myself into the same situation. It's not exactly. quite the same situation. No, it, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't exactly turn around and say, oh, son, she's got three kids, run away. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be like James. I'd be like saying, right, son, bag it up, pull it out, tie a knot in it. <laughs> and don't, and don't cut it her, off. Don't yeah, cut it off. <laughs> don't, get her, don't get her pregnant. Like, and I, I agree with James when he's saying about apples and oranges. It's the novelty, as he put it, the MILF. He's having, living his best life with MILF. Yeah. And that's being honest. It's the novelty of wear off. As he said, he wants to go out with his mates at the age of 22. You know yourself. 
They're not going to sit in on a Friday and Saturday night and watch TV with her kids or watch a movie. You want to go out. You yeah. want to live your best life. Yeah. Like you're not going to sit in and play happy families. The novelty will eventually wear off. But at the same time, like I do get his mum's point, but at the same time, leave them alone. The novelty will wear off. On that note, listen, Lorraine, thank you very much indeed, James. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, the novelty may wear off, and I think you're, pro- you're all probably right. Let it go. He will get bored eventually. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you, James. Thank you, everybody got involved in the show today. Now, can I mention again, by the way, uh, a big thank you to everybody who has subscribed to us so far. Not a lot of you, by the way, and I, I know how difficult it is. Um, I only talked about the budget at the start of the show, and I know that across the country at the moment, people are dreading the winter. Uh, as I am myself, filling up the heating oil, etc., etc., is expensive. You know, nowadays the heating oil is like what is it a euro? It's a euro a liter or what more. Um, and you know, you got to do that a few times of the year. You've got bills to look forward to. You're terrified to put on the heat, and even turn on the cooker can cost you a lot of money these days. So I understand people have no money, and you know we're not a priority when it comes to helping support this show. And I get that. So if you don't have the money, I thank every single one of you for watching us every single day for downloading the show from Spotify, iTunes, or whatever it happens to be. All of that helps us as well, by the way. We get a very small amount of money when you download it from iTunes or Spotify or Amazon or the website. And believe me, it's a very small amount of money. Uh, Nothing that would even cover the bills. All these lighting and all this background and everything, it all costs money that we have to pay for. And, you know, we want to continue providing this to you. It's your opportunity. Some days we do social issues just like that one. Other days we'll do the news. Other days we'll bring guests on. We have an interview that lined up this afternoon uh, that will go onto the website. It won't be streamed live. It'll go onto the website for those who subscribe. Uh, we'll be talking to Toby Young, um, who is from Free Speech United Kingdom, talking about hate speech laws. So that will be on the website as well later on, but that's not streamed live. So we do other stuff too that goes onto the website as well. And we're asking you to help us out to continue to provide this platform for you to give your opinions every single day on matters of social issues or in the news. And we try to cover both on a daily basis. Every day we stream live from 12 to 1 o'clock. That is free of charge. You can watch it for free. People say, well, then why do you let people watch it for free and listen to it for free if you're trying to make some money out of it or you're trying to get it to pay for itself? And I go, well, we've no other way of getting people to interact with the show without actually letting you hear it. So we have to get you to call in to interact. It's Ireland's only, and I mean only, fully interactive daily podcast. We have video, we have WhatsApp, we have phones, we have everything. So it's the only fully interactive show. We bring on guests on Zoom who you can interact with as well. We read out your texts, and your WhatsApps, etc., etc. So we would ask you to support us. It costs the price of a pint of beer. Actually, less now because, of course, the pint of beer is going to go up in the budget next Tuesday. So it costs the price of a pint of beer once a month. And it will really help us out. And we would really appreciate it if you could spare that and do that for us to help us do this every single day. To do that, all you got to do is go to the website, nileboylan.com. You know how to spell my name. nileboylan.com. It's on the screen. That, there you go. See? It's on the screen there, okay? I'm going to point my own. It's very awkward when you're on a camera to point your own name. There's my name, Niall Boylan, see, dot com. Go to the website anyway, and you can register there. And it's the price of a pint of beer once a month. If you can support us, we really, really, we thank you, and we really, really appreciate it. We'll be back again with you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Don't forget, this show, by the way, goes up in about an hour's time. It'll be available in all the usual places that you download your shows from. And it'll be also available to watch if you want to and you're a subscriber on our website at nileboylan.com. Don't forget, you can listen to all the shows that we've done for free on the website at nileboylan.com. They're all there. All right, so please go to the website, nileboylan.com. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award-winning Nile Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 